L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to House of Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Vogelbaum, a researcher and writer here at House of Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous advances we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, new research demonstrates how climate change may specifically affect weather in different areas in the near future. And, unrelated, is it time for the United States military to have a dedicated space force? But first, senior writer Jonathan Strickland explores the increasingly impressive makeup of maple syrup. A compound in the stuff could help humans treat a range of diseases, from cancer to antibiotic-resistant superbugs. Maple syrup is more than just a tasty breakfast condiment. A couple of years ago, researchers discovered that an extract in processed maple syrup has anti-inflammatory qualities, meaning it could reduce pain and swelling in certain injuries. They named the extract Quebecol after Quebec, the region in Canada that leads the way in maple syrup production. They also discovered that this extract didn't appear to be present in maple sap itself. It was only when they processed the sap into syrup that they could find Quebecol. And that's not all. In 2015, researchers in Japan published a paper explaining how a phenolic extract of maple syrup can inhibit cancer cell growth and division. A phenolic compound is a crystalline substance, typically one with aromatic properties. The researchers wanted to be sure it wasn't just the high sugar content interfering with cancer cell division. They discovered that the phenolic extract interfered with AKT signaling pathways, which play a part in cellular growth and division. But wait... There's more. Recently, scientists from McGill University presented their sweet findings to the American Chemical Society. They discovered that a phenolic extract from maple syrup has another medically useful function. It boosts the effectiveness of antibiotics. We use antibiotics to fight off bacterial infections, but there's a risk. Populations of bacteria can, over time, develop a resistance to antibiotics, giving rise to superbugs. Mixing this maple syrup extract with a 
dose of antibiotics reduces the amount of medicine needed to kill a bacterial infection in fruit flies. In fact, the team found that with the extract, they could reduce the amount of antibiotics by as much as 90% and still get the effect of a full dose. It turns out the compound affects the permeability of the bacterial cell walls, making it easier for antibiotics to pass through and do their thing. And honestly, it's pretty hard to blame the bacteria. Maple syrup is delicious. They're currently testing the extract in mice, and it could take years of research and testing before the extract could be made available for the average human. But nonetheless, the next time you have pancakes, waffles, or French toast, take a moment to thank the maple syrup. It's not just tasty, it's a potential lifesaver. Next up, I've got a story for you from our freelance writer, Jessalyn Shields, about the global state of the climate. One of the major influences on the billions of factors that go into weather is jet streams, high, fast air currents that meander through Earth's atmosphere. They've always been fairly predictable, but they're changing, and sussing out the effects of those changes could help minimize disasters worldwide. Our collective grasp on the extreme weather consequences of climate change isn't great. Sure, our weather is changing, but if you ask a random person on the street what that's going to look like in their community in 10 years or 50, most of us probably couldn't even hazard a guess. Climate scientists, due to the nature of their work, know more than the rest of us, but even they don't always agree about the ways in which climate change will affect weather in specific places. In 2012, a controversial study published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters challenged previously accepted ideas about the mechanisms through which climate change will affect our weather. Those accepted ideas including that warmer temperatures will result in more heat waves, that hotter summers will bring worse droughts, and that the warmer atmosphere will hold more water, resulting in heavier precipitation and flooding. All of this might still be true, but the 2012 study suggested that something else might be happening as well, that the relatively predictable flow of Earth's weather is changing. Due to alterations in the behavior of the jet stream, especially in the middle latitudes, weather patterns are getting stuck in places for longer periods, thus intensifying on-the-ground effects, resulting in severe droughts, flooding, and intense heat waves. This concept has been controversial. The leading edge of research always has its supporters and detractors. But a study published in the March 2017 issue of Nature Scientific Reports reinforces it. The idea is that climate change is altering the world's weather-making wind conveyor belts in a way that favors extreme and long-lasting weather anomalies. Okay, so jet streams are high atmospheric air currents that move from west to east, driven by Earth's rotation. They also make our weather happen. Although the winds of a jet stream flow in a single direction, the difference in temperature between the poles and the equator pulls those winds into meandering north-south wave patterns. But if temperatures at the poles change more rapidly than those at the equator, those dual constraints on the jet streams become imbalanced. Michael Mann is the lead author of the new study and a professor of atmospheric science at Penn State. He told us via email... Quote, just like a coaxial cable acts as a waveguide to deliver electromagnetic waves to our televisions with minimal energy loss, the atmosphere tends to confine waves in the jet stream in a way that allows them to always travel with minimal energy loss. When the temperature difference between the pole and the equator is large, the flow of the jet stream becomes stronger and the waves shorter. When the poles warm up at a faster rate than the equatorial regions do, like what's happening right now, it's most efficient for the atmospheric waves to stretch out and for the flow to thus become weaker, that is, slower. 
Mann said, "These very large north-south meanders are associated with both extreme weather and weather getting stuck in place, leading to persistent regional droughts, flooding, heat waves, etc." We show that climate change is making a temperature pattern that supports those conditions more common, and you don't have to look far to find evidence of extreme weather hammering particular spots on the globe recently. In 2010, an intense low-pressure system in Pakistan delivered unprecedented monsoon rains, resulting in flooding, killing some 2,000 people and destroying the homes, crops, and livelihoods of 18 million more. There's also the 2003 European heat wave, which is estimated to have caused 35,000 deaths. The 2010 Russian heat wave and wildfires, the 2011 heat wave and drought in Oklahoma and Texas, and the 2015 California wildfires, to name just a few. But now that we're hopefully getting a better handle on how climate change might affect our lives here on the ground, Mann and his co-authors are looking at how this information can help us in the future. He leaves us with this: We hope this paper can inform the larger discourse over the very real risks that climate change poses to us. Secondly, there might also be the opportunity to use the information to try to predict when extreme weather events are most likely to occur. We hope so too. Finally, this week, our very own producer Dylan Fagan and our freelancer Patrick J. Kiger delve into a debate that's less like science fiction than it sounds. Some experts are saying that it's high time for the U.S. Department of Defense to develop a militarized branch in space. It's easy to think that the United States Air Force operates in the skies and NASA deals with space. Because of this, it may come as a surprise to learn that the Air Force has been launching the X-37B, a mysterious and robotic miniature version of the space shuttle, into space for years. While in orbit, the X-37B spends hundreds of days at a time performing classified experiments. According to the magazine The National Interest, that research includes developing a new type of high-efficiency propulsion system that could allow a spacecraft to stay in orbit longer and to maneuver in and between orbits with agility. In the event of a future war in orbital space, U.S.-controlled drones similar to the X-37B might rapidly replace military satellites attacked by an enemy, or presumably to counterattack the enemy's satellites. If that sounds like a scenario out of a Tom Clancy novel, guess again: we're talking about reality here, as the United States is preparing for the future of combat. In a January 2017 speech, General John Hayden, leader of the U.S. Strategic Command, warned that Russia possesses anti-satellite weapons, and that China has been hard at work on developing them as well. He said, "In the not too distant future, they will be able to use that capability to threaten every spacecraft we have in space. We have to prevent that, and the best way to prevent war is to be prepared for war." For decades, U.S. military efforts in space have been run by the Air Force's Space Command, which Hayden headed from 2014 to 2016. But some think the job of protecting U.S. interests in orbital space is so important that a special, separate branch of the military ought to be created to do it. In a recent essay, M.V. Coyote Smith, a retired Air Force colonel who is now a professor of strategic space studies at the Pentagon's Air University, argues for the creation of a U.S. Space Corps, especially when considering the needs of a potential future space war. The former space weapons officer argues that operating in orbit requires a different mindset from the rest of what the Air Force does, and that space activities will never receive the funding or resources they need if they remain a part of another service. A separate space corps, he writes, would have the freedom to develop the best thinking on space operations. Smith believes it would also be better equipped to provide advice to the president and combat commanders, and to make an independent case to Congress for funding. Smith didn't respond to requests for comment. But he's not the first to argue that a special space service is needed. 
A few examples. Back in 1999, former U.S. Senator Bob Smith, a Republican from New Hampshire, advocated for a separate Space Corps. And an Air War College paper published in 2000 draws a parallel between the current need for Space Corps to the post-World War I efforts of General William Billy Mitchell to get Congress to fund strategic air power development. A 2006 article in the Space Review also advocates for an independent space force, saying that officers whose formative experiences came from flying planes in Earth's atmosphere cannot be expected to instinctively understand the nature of space warfare. Another argument for having a separate Space Corps is that the Air Force already is trying to do too many things, from operating satellites to waging electronic warfare, and that it gives short thrift to anything that doesn't involve flying airplanes. Joan Johnson Fries, a national security affairs professor at the U.S. Naval War College who focuses on space security issues, said this, The Air Force went from being an Air Force to an Air and Space Force to an Aerospace Force to an Air, Space, and Cyber Force, with jet jockeys still getting the lion's share of top Air Force positions. General Hyten has gone a long way, but he's still not Air Force Chief of Staff. Until there is a separate Space Force, Air Force culture won't change and fighter pilots will still rule. The current Space Command's budget of roughly $9 billion in annual funding is a small slice of the Pentagon's overall $580 billion budget. The idea of a U.S. Space Corps conjures up a mental image of astronauts strapped into space fighters armed with laser beams. But as Smith notes in his essay, the current Space Command is different from the rest of the Air Force because flying isn't its mission. It's Earth-bound personnel launch and supervise satellites. Even so, he writes, its units are organized into squadrons, units and wings that even borrow patches and logos from famous aviation units. He thinks that conveys the wrong message, that the Air Force, in his words, does not value space, space power, or its space professionals. In Smith's vision, the Space Corps would not only support terrestrial military efforts, but in some situations would take the lead. In the event of attack against U.S. satellites, for example, the Space Corps commander might direct other services to attack targets on Earth in order to thwart the space attackers. He also sees acting as sort of an orbital police force, which would protect commercial U.S. space industry and ensure that, as he says, all lawful and non-hostile actors enjoy the full benefits of spacefaring, regardless of national origin. It would be up to Congress to create a separate military arm, and it's unclear how much support the concept would have. But President Trump is pushing for a big boost in defense spending, including spending more to develop both defensive and offensive space weapons. So creation of an orbital force conceivably could become part of the debate. That's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Further thanks to our audio producers, Dylan Fagan and Noel Brown, and our editorial liaisons, Christopher Hasiotis and Allison Loudermilk. Subscribe to Now Now for more of the latest science news, and send us links to anything you'd like to hear us cover. Plus, do you think militaries should develop space presences? Let us know. You can send us an email at nowpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And, of course, for lots more stories like these, head on over to our home planet, now.howstuffworks.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.